Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Musings on 39 podcast. You're joined today by me, your host, Tobbs, and I have my co-hosts, Keanu and Cam. What's going on, boys? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. What's up? What's up, boys? So what's been happening this week, lads? How how are we feeling? Uh, we beat United. That's pretty much all <laughs> I have to say. I love it. With a broken defense, uh... a broken attack. A broken, well, not a broken midfield, probably our best midfield. But we beat United at Old Trafford. To be very honest with you, I thought they were probably going to beat us, if not draw, after the Leicester loss, whereby they played their most blind team. And Tubbs for Matic, in the words of our fallen Arsenal legend, Claude, it's time to go. But apart from that, really good. Got a nice victory this evening against Burnley. So, Ox back at it again, boys. Not going anywhere. Keeping him in the squad. And yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I can't complain either. I saw a miracle the past weekend with Allison scoring a goal and even putting uh, more excitement on my face. That That is true. It was, it was one of the highlights of my life in a, as a football fan. On that topic, quick fast, is it? I'm sure you guys watched. And was it the same for you guys? When Allison went up and you guys thought, all right, you know what, the end is here. It's done. You know, you know that good old, you're throwing your keeper up, but nothing ever happens. Normally, the keeper gets a fist to it or someone flies in the box. It's a foul or it's a header and then the game's over. But my word, as you said, Keanu, what a moment. Miracles happen, man. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was busy explaining. Puskas Award people. incoming. <laughs> uh, delusions. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, it was a it was a sight to behold. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the moment. This has slowly become the most scouser podcast out there. But how's your team been doing, Tubbs? Not so great as of late, huh? Ah, um, look, I think they've just become complacent, or not complacent, but they've just they they're enjoying the fact that they ha- that their season's practically done. I think they're putting too much focus into the Europa League final, which they should. I really do hope that we come out of it with the trophy. But other than that, I'm looking more forward now to the Euros. Quick thing, I, I know I know we, we have other stuff to discuss this evening, but... Um, if it's about Kane, I don't want Kane at United. No, 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 no. That, that's not what I'm saying. I was going to say, do you not think now you're starting to see the pitfalls of having Oli as your manager, though? Next se- This season, you guys were very lucky with, with no injuries, right? Next season, you guys possibly you know, may have more injuries than what you have now towards the end of the season, right? In more influential places, right? So let's say your defense. What I'm trying to get at here is, do you think it's almost going to become a step too far for Oli now from a tactics point of view? And now that United are finishing second, next step is the title. But do you think that he has the caliber at this current moment in time within him? Every manager has... The quality of being able to win a massive competition, it's all about, I think it's really all about the um, recruitment, how who comes in, the quality of player that comes in, is this person that comes in your, the person that you want, like the player that you want, is this, is this that person? But I'm not, I'm not that worried about these few losses now. Um, we've had a good season. Uh, United have had a good season. And I think a lot of United fans are now starting... I especially am starting to see what Keanu was meaning by uh, Maguire is actually, you know, so... I'm starting to see 
that we're missing him a lot. And it's, uh, yeah, I think now with the opening of the transfer window very soon, I think it's the right time to start investing and to start pushing forward for the Premier League title. We've I've seen, you know, United gradually grow under Oli. As we know, we ended in third and then we ended in the season now in second. And it's definitely progress. I'm, I'm definitely pleased with it all. The only way to look is now up. Oh, that's good. But I think this season we've been blessed with many big games. And, and more more recently, um, if we look at um, the City-Chelsea games, you know, they've played themselves three times already this season and they're now playing the fourth and the final or not. But all the games were very, very good games. I mean, I myself, like uh, watching those games, I um, mean, the last one that finished 2-1, it was on a knife edge with Alonso scoring at the end. Of course, uh, there were allegations that Sterling should have had a pen and whatnot, but, but the overall games, they, they were really, really jam-packed. And I think we though those games, again, show how close the title race is going to be next season. You know, I think the season has been very entertaining. I can't wait for next season, for the upcoming season. I hope to see a lot of new names coming into each team or, like, you know, who's going to be the next rising star from each team. But um, before we hit, we kick it off with the topic of today, I just want to quickly drop by to you guys and just ask for the upcoming finals. Uh, Villarreal versus United, give me your score, your prediction and your score, and also the final for Chelsea City. Mm, you can go first. <laughs> or they get your take on this. So I think United will win the final. Um, it's not going to be the most beautiful performance. I think it's going to end 2-1. For that game and then for the final, Chelsea-Man City, I think it's going to be very tight. Interesting, interesting. Part of me wants to say it will go to pens, but I can see it ending for Chelsea 3-2. I feel that perhaps, perhaps, it's going to be 1-1 or 0-0 at full time. And United will win it in extra time, 2-1. And for the Champions League final, I was kind of hoping, well... If we look at the Premier League this weekend, which is a completely different topic, but if Chelsea don't finish top four, then I want them to definitely win it. And I think they will win it if they don't finish top four. And I give credit to City where credit is due. You know, I mean, like they, they did get the harder side of the draw and they, they've, they've played really well this season. They are also undefeated in Europe. So it's going to be a big, big game. I just have a sneaky suspicion that, that Chelsea may nick it. That's ooh, okay, fair. Keanu, hit us up. I think you. I, I do agree with your guys' opinions about United having a too strong squad. I just feel if they don't dig deep, they might just lose it. I don't want to sound biased and not back United, but I, I just got a weird, weird feeling that they're not going to win. And then I think. I do once again think City are too good for Chelsea. But then again, Chelsea have the European knowledge and they know what it is like to be in the Champions League final. Um, so, But I suppose if we also look at this past week, though, Chelsea were in a... They played their strongest lineup, you know, and, and they... I, I think City has a much better team than Leicester and Chelsea didn't, couldn't do the business against Leicester. So the magic of the cup i mean city city if we if we are fair in the games against chelsea and look i know they've been one of games but city in all the games have had pretty shocking var calls against them and you had aguero missing a pen 
So that's 2-0 City half-time if Aguero scores the pen. Do you know what I'm saying? And then if Sterling gets the other pen decision go his way, which it should have, that's 3-0 in hindsight. I can't even believe Chelsea's in the final, to be honest, from where they were somewhere this season. But props to them. Well done. Uh, As I said, I think Chelsea's knowledge of Champions League and I think City's very new to the Champions League and they seem to not get very far. This is the first season I think they've passed semis or quarters even. So for me, I think City will maybe nick it. But I just have a slight feeling once again it's it's Chelsea's to lose because of their their history in the Champions League. They've won it before, they can win it again. City fresh, never been there. So I'm gonna go very out to win. 1-0, 2-1, and I'm going to go City to win, 2-1 also. So talking about the City-Chelsea game, I actually couldn't watch much of the game or anything at all with the last one where there was a controversy with Sterling and Alonso scoring a last-minute winner. Because I on a I'll share the scenario, a little bit of a personal one. I went actually out... Oh, goodness went out on a date actually with my girlfriend on that evening and wait you're dating i am i am i'm sure most sorry ladies don't act surprised but anyways so we She's swell <laughs> so we go on a date obviously got the phone next to me got need to see what's happening with with the city and chelsea game obviously and um Long story short, end up my phone being taken away from me so we can spend quality time together with no distractions. So end up having one of the best evenings I've ever had. Chatted about everything and anything because there was no constant looking down at your phone or a oh, quick message from this one. Let me quickly reply or a message from you guys even. Nothing was, there was no distractions. And then I thought to myself, like how a cell phone is so useful but it also kills so much quality time and then the following day i actually went into the mall and i was walking around and i just saw people on their phones people not even looking where they're walking and it's the first time i've noticed it because i'm i wouldn't say i'm usually that person but i would tend to one be on my phone when there's like a break or Oh, so I'm going with someone, they're looking at clothing or specific something they want to buy. I'll quickly look at my phone, check what's happening on socials. And just to take that away, it was so refreshing. And I think that's also a common thing that's been happening in football matches. And I've seen so much uproar on Twitter about people getting upset about that specific thing. So I thought I'd bring up the whole scenario so you guys see where I'm coming from. I know it was now a one-on-one date and you shouldn't be on your phone but it's not about being on your phone it's just having it there and it's a distraction at any moment instead of actually focusing on on the good things in life so i wanted to hear what your guys's take is on it and especially in the football world especially with the uproar and also just in in personal life how do you guys manage it is it also like a problem well it sounds like we should be at smartphone on anonymous Hi guys, my name's Cameron. <laughs> uh, so you also got a phone problem. 
At times I may have a procrastination problem, but I I don't think I have a phone problem. I, I could leave my phone for a whole day if I, you know, especially if I'm in the company of people who I enjoy being in the company of. I get that point, but wouldn't you say you, you preoccupied with that, bro? Because the thing is, like, as I said, there's a football game on. It's probably mm. one of the most anticipated games yeah. of the season. It's a Champions League pre-taster so i understand what you're saying like oh, i can my phone okay. yeah, i was also thinking pre-taster is this well, like bro, a have you not had critiquing it show? <laughs> anyways but the point is like cool that's nice you can go to the beach or you can go out with friends yeah that's not a problem i can leave my phone let's say we're going for a, a drive or whatever okay my phone doesn't bother me but now there's other things as i said now i know there's a football game on or i know something big is happening so now as i said it's not being on your phone it's just having that distraction in the background unconsciously where you're like oh let me quickly look at the score let me quickly look who's the starting lineup oh what's happening here oh this oak messaged me i wonder what he's saying like it's not because the people around me are bad company it's just that distraction is continuously in your pocket or you don't enjoy the time as much as where you are now hmm. Look, I mean, like, I know there's some people who are, like, people at football games are there with phones and, and whatnot. But to be very honest with you, I don't think that occurs when the stadium's full. I think it will seldomly occur, yes. But I, I wouldn't necessarily say that everyone would have their phones out, especially in English football and, well, European football, because I think that, you know, fans are so invested in the game. But why wouldn't you have your phone out? you there... Let's say us from South Africa or Tubbs, you, you in Switzerland, you finally travel for us to watch Liverpool, you to watch United. Let's say they're both playing each other. FA Cup final at Wembley. First time you're seeing your team in the flesh. Why wouldn't you take your phone out? Record the memories. Be there in person. Or let's say it's a Champions League final. The winning goal. Why wouldn't you take your phone out and... And record you with the boys jumping up and down or singing You'll Never Walk Alone or the different team chants or Glory Man United. Because you're still enjoying it inside the stadium. But why wouldn't you keep it on your phone where you have that memory forever? Yes, you can have it in your mind, but to have to have the memory there. Like I look at myself. We went overseas two years ago. Right, and sometimes it's just so nice when I go through my gallery or whatnot and, and, and just to see the memories. Do you, do you get what I mean? Of course, take it in when you're there. But I'm also saying that, like, we're now in the digital age. You know, I'm also saying that, like, there is the complete other side as well, where social media and, and phone, the usage of cellular devices can be positive. I, I get that point, Cam. And the thing is what why I brought up the whole phone thing is just because it was like a, a eye-opener. And then, obviously, the uproar on social media for... As long as I know I've been on Twitter, I've seen people get upset with, especially it is foreign fans that come and watch their beloved teams and they have their phones out and the goal scored. It's it's not only foreigners, but then people get so upset because they feel that you don't enjoy that moment and you don't absorb it. So Okay, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been to Anfield before? I've not. So you go to Anfield for the first time. You're telling me you're not going to be glued to your phone taking photos. I would love to, 
You're not when 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 you never walk alone comes playing on the speakers before the game. You're not going to get your phone out and record that experience. No, no. Look, I would I would love to, but the thing is, just as I said. But also, don't you think it's different if you get to experience that every week? Like, if you look at the guys from Redmen, if you get to go to a Liverpool game every single week, you live in Liverpool, you drive past the stadium like here uh, in Pretoria. Every day I go to gym, I go past Loftus Fasfelt. There's Bulls players at, at the different restaurants, because where I go is next to the stadium. There's Bulls players in Checkers, etc. It's, it's second nature to me. Jeez, those are words I haven't heard in a long time. Just for reference for all the listeners, it's a local rugby team here in South Africa. Yeah, the Blue Bulls. So, you know, we see that, I see that every day. Cameron, I do completely agree with you. I think it depends on the scenario. It depends on the situation. Like in my case, I can imagine that if I ever go to, to Old Trafford and manage to watch a match, take a video of the players coming out of the tunnel and just, you know, of certain key moments, but I don't think I'll be on my phone the entire experience because... No, no, de- definitely not. There's some things that you want to imprint in your memory and whatnot. But going to then Keanu's thing where, you know, when you're out on a date and whatnot, I think, you know, again, well, in my case, I I would look at my phone just to look at like certain news and stuff like that. But in in other circumstances, not at all. I think that um, sometimes you just have to have a little bit of, you know, no no technology, you know what I mean? A, a day where you just, you're living like your great-grandparents or whatever, or whatever. You say that, but I can promise you, you are preoccupied with either work or you might be gaming or you might be reading or you might be doing any of your other hobbies. If there's nothing to do, or you on, let's say, for, I understand now, first time dates, whatever, you're going to try, like, not be on your phone, obviously, because you want to be, like, put all your attention. But now, let's say, for example, you've been going out or you've been dating for a certain time and your dates are still romantic and all those great things. But once again, that little distraction is in your pocket. And as my whole point comes, I wasn't, or I was preoccupied, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, Chelsea and Man City are playing. What's happening? What's a score? So I get you guys' point, but it's just weird trying to establish, like you said, you want to get away from technology. You want to spend quality time. But it's hard when that little thing is in your pocket and half your brain is kind of thinking, okay, well, oh, the game's on or Yo, this news is happening in whatever hobby you're interested in. But I think, I think but, that's, but that's slightly different to, to sport, though. If you're talking about live sports in the moment, then yes. Then I think there's a place for cellular devices and social media recording the moment and sharing it with loved ones and friends and whatnot. But in terms of, like you said, going on a date and whatnot, then I I fully agree with what you're saying. You know, I think too many times, you know, I go out and Sam and I will be sitting at a restaurant having something and... um, there's people, there'll be other couples there or families and everyone's glued to their phone, probably even texting each other, you know? So I do think that there is an issue with that. And and that just comes down to people having lack of discipline. Um, so guys, I'm not sure if you guys know a guy named Simon Sinek. Um, he appears on a lot of podcasts. And um, he, when he goes out with his friends, 
uh, if they're all going together or whatever the case may be, they only take one phone and they leave their phones at home. Because why would you need more than one phone? However, if they are all meeting there, so coming from work or whatever the case may be, then they put all the phones in the middle and whoever touches their phone pays. So that could be a, a way people could, you know, combat um, the desire, you know, almost put like a financial penalty in place. I'm not too sure. But I also think if we look at more of a psychological approach, maybe it has to do with instant gratification. Why wait to see what the score of the game is when you can just look down at your phone? You know, and we've become so used to over the past couple of years to get what we want when we want it. It's pretty damn hard to not have it when when it's right there being offered. I'm not sure if you guys agree. In some cases, I just feel that, you know, I'm a little bit envious of my of my parents and, you know, their parents before because it was I can imagine that it was a bit more simpler back then for them. There was no need to think about phones and things like that. Um, we've definitely, you know, as, ty- as time grows, I think that phones, you know, we we feel like we're closer, we're, we're, clo- we're keeping closer to someone, but at the same time, you're actually drifting more more apart from them. That's, I don't know, That's that's how I see it. Do you guys think that the standard and the quality of modern day relationships is less because of social media and instant gratification than relationships that were created without social media, if you guys get what I'm saying? Because in my opinion, I think it is. I think nowadays, if you look, gone are the days of whereby, stereotypically speaking now, the male would ask the female out, right? Whereas nowadays, if you don't have the courage for that, you just go into Tinder, you go into Bumble, you go into Grinder, you go into all these various different apps and, and social media interfaces. We have all of that. So, so that also takes away almost like the authenticity. And perhaps now also relationships people are now falling more for for words rather than actions. Now relationships are also being affected by this social media thing and cellular devices and whatnot. And again, sometimes even households, it doesn't just have to be a, an intimate relationship between two people, you know, even like families, like I've, I've gone to some mates' houses and whatnot, not even now, way back when, and everyone in the lounge is on their phone. Like you sit down to have a movie night and only one person's watching the movie and you're kind of missing out on that quality time. Um, I think you've mentioned one of the key elements there in terms of people meeting on these things and actually building a successful relationship. I do think it depends also on a person because I value loyalty and I feel that instant satisfaction is not for me as like desirable because I know cool 10 or what five minutes of enjoyment over a whole years of enjoyment i'll obviously rather choose years of enjoyment with someone but i think there's kind of like a culture created through social media and stuff that it has taken away that coreness and the genuineness of relationships and i think a lot of people are posting happy pictures and posting all these things and then one week later they divorced they've broken up or whatever the case may be and that's where 
I feel like social media plays a dangerous role. But I think it also, in some cases, builds a lot of, as you said, not everyone has the courage. So maybe it gives people without the courage to have a platform to actually meet someone and actually build a successful and hopefully entertaining life for themselves further. So for me, it's interesting. I think it's it's both. There's pros and cons to both. I think we've grown up also in it. It would just be strange to completely remove one of the two. So I do think it takes away genuineness, but I also don't think it takes away everything. I think if you manage it right and you got your head screwed on straight to a certain degree, then I think you'll be able to manage the what social media throws at you and what a relationship throws at you. Yeah, I also think if I look at myself personally, if we look back at COVID, I'm very grateful for social media because for myself and Sam, you know, she lives in Durban and I live in Johannesburg. Of course, with the the lockdown restrictions and whatnot, we weren't able to see each other for five months. And if it wasn't for social media, that, that would have been pretty damn hard. So I think it has a place. But if you say to me, Cameron, would you rather have your relationship in person or on whatsapp in person and i think most people would do that but for me sometimes i i don't want to sit and type a conversation i want to sit and have a conversation you know like when i'm sitting in a room with my mates and we're watching football let's sit and watch football i I think there's a time and a place for it and maybe take that extra time and invest it into that person, into the relationship. Because people are genetically designed to spend time with other people. You know, and also each, each person's situation is different though. Look, I, I, I'm just going to say that, um, again, I do think that there are, there are definitely some pros and some cons from social media. I do feel that relationships can be now 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 i'm seeing that it's really not that easy to to form an opinion on this because there's so so much that can be said that can be seen that can be viewed incorrectly like i'm thinking of the way like just how a lot of people maybe go to work or whatever your situation is and you come back from work or school or whatever and you're so grateful to see that person that you may be dating or engaged with or married to or whatever. And then imagine, like, I'm sure some people get home and they can't wait to get home to jump on their laptop or on their phone or whatever so they can just type to the person that they've been missing the whole day. And that's more than fine for them. Probably not ideal, but a lot of people, that is what they do and that's what they look forward to. So that's why... I think quality time is just different for each one and it's just what you like. And I, I like your question now, Cam, but I just think that's also like it just, as you said, it's what situation you are, what personality you are and who the other person is involved in, in the relationship as well. Plays a pivotal role. At the end of the day, I think I'm just going to say that to everyone out there and to, to even us as people, Everything is there. It has its pros and its cons. But there's that good old saying, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And I think that's that that's one thing for, especially our generation going forward. We need to also work hard to ensure that something that brings us so much joy with regards to like social media and whatnot. 
doesn't lead us down a path that will ultimately bring us sorrow do you, if, if you guys get, get what i'm trying to say so so let's be proactive about this and and yeah i think everyone will will, will benefit from it in the long run yeah you're right i just wanted to also say that you know love yourself love each other look after yourself look after each other we can all get through it together and don't believe all the little trolls hiding behind a screen on social media yeah yeah yeah. but um yeah uh boys i'd just like to say thank you for a great episode tonight i've really enjoyed the time that we spent together even though it's not football it's always a good time Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm very grateful I brought up the conversation. Yes, yes, definitely. And Thank um, you it's for nice that. to chat football, but also just throw in a little scenario there and share a bit of my personal life and also get, as I said, an opinion from you guys, how you manage it and how you think you should manage it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for time once again. That brings to a conclusion of another fantastic episode of the Musings on 39 podcast. I've been your host, Tobbs. I just want to thank again my co-host, Cam and Keanu, for joining me tonight. Feel free to find our old episodes on any podcasting streaming options that you enjoy using. And also consider giving us a follow and a like on social media as well. This has been the Musings on 39 podcast team wishing you a good evening or a good day. Cheerio. Peace out.